You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hello, and welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Christopher Mazzelli, and I'm here with my wife, Gina, and our friend, Renee Gutteridge. How are you two doing? We're great. I'm great. I guess I'm answering for Renee. Everyone's being so polite and not just jumping in. No, you can you can always answer for me. I trust Gina <laughs> in all answers. So you. feel free. It might be a better answer than what I'll give. So <laughs> well, I'm actually really excited to talk today because we are talking about a topic that I know Renee's gonna help us dive deeper into. And um, she's taught me so much about it. So I'm really excited to talk about this, Chris. And that is point of view. Yeah, this is important. So, so point of view, okay, what is point of view when it comes to writing? Like it, it, people, I've heard that, I hear people say that, right? You got to write, you have to have a good POV or you got to change your POV. What in the world is that and what do they mean? Okay, so point of view, you'll hear it POV and it stands for point of view, of course. Um, it, and we're going to talk exclusively in fiction tonight that's so there's point of views in other ways of writing but in fiction it is basically the viewpoint (laughs) the two of your character okay so it's in in every fictional character you're inside their head um, and you, you've got to pick which character's head you're in. You can't be in the same character's head at the same time unless you're writing omniscient. And, uh, and so that's their viewpoint of the world, of the scene, of what's in front of them. It's everything that they see and feel. And it's your job as the writer to figure out how theirs is unique from the other characters and a unique viewpoint of the world. Okay, so point of view is a viewpoint of the world. So some, so so is that different than if someone says put this in the first point of view versus the third point of view? What do they mean by that then? So, so first person and third person. Just to boil it down easy, first person is I did this, I did that. Um, third person is he did that, she did that. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll go into this a little bit more. There's often the misunderstanding that first person will always be deeper um and that is not true but it it does get reflected that way sometimes and taught that way um first person is an uh actually pretty hard uh viewpoint to pull off and it takes a lot of practice so if you're beginning in writing I always uh, suggest third person, and there's some reasons for that. So well, and when you're person... when so, you're talking sorry, about Jim. it, when you're talking about it being deeper, I think um, that terminology for someone who's not familiar with it, when you're talking about it being um, that the first person is deeper, it's because you really are in that character's head, and mm-hmm. so it's that character saying, "I." I like broccoli. I don't like broccoli. I can't stand the way that other character did this, or I love that it looks like this. And so we get into those characters' emotions, whereas for third person, a lot of times people write it in such a way where they're kind of looking down 
on the the setting and on on the characters and well this person's doing that and this person's doing that and this person's doing that is that what that's my understanding of being deeper is that is that correct yeah like i think in first person you know for sure that your character is also the narrator <laughs> so those two things can't be separated um however in third person we often think well there's a narrator and then we're going to kind of, that narrator is going to kind of tell the emotions of the character, but you can actually see, sink deep enough into your character's point of view in third person that there's really no distinction between first person and first person other than I did this, he did this. I love broccoli. He loves broccoli. Mm -hmm. Every time I think of broccoli, I think of Steve and it makes me bark. You know, every time she thought of broccoli, she thought of Steve and it made her barf. Do you see the do you see how they really mm -hmm. are interchangeable in terms of how deep you can go? Um, the benefit of third person is that you can be do that with multiple characters, whereas in first person, you are stuck in one character's head for the whole book. That's what makes it hard. You've got to be skilled enough to keep a reader's attention with one character, one point of view, you know, one voice, one style, the whole book. It is challenging. So, so if you're if you're if you're just in that one character's head, that means you can't explain things that are happening outside of what they know, right? Because otherwise you're it's like you're you're jumping into someone else's head in order to do that. Even if it's the narrator's head you're jumping into, it's someone else's head you're jumping into in order to explain that, in which case it's not first person anymore. And you'd have to then go through and change the whole thing to be third person. Yeah. Right. So you if you choose to tell it in first person, you can only tell what that character can see, hear, taste, feel for 90,000 words. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they better yeah. be interesting. Um, and that's kind of the challenge for first person is you've got to create a character so interesting that I am willing to be inside that character's head for days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so that's what's hard about it. And you've got to develop this voice um, and this style and this viewpoint that is so engaging that a reader will stick with it. Like, you know, you can have a great friend, your favorite friend. After about four days, you're like, well, we probably <laughs> should part, you know? I mean, there's only so much time you could spend with somebody, um, even if they're super interesting. So that is a challenge. Third person gives you this unique ability to even tell the same scene or the same incident from multiple points of view from different people. And as we all know, you know, I mean, you can see it in crime when they say they have eyewitnesses, you know, three people can see the same thing and tell it completely differently, you know, from their point of view, you know, one person, mm -hmm. that guy definitely did it. Another person, it wasn't that guy, it was this guy. I mean, that's what you get to play with, with third person. You don't want to get too many points of view, um, but it is fun to play back and forth. I mean, what's really fun, like, for instance, in rom-com, uh, romantic comedy is 
you know, you've got the same incident, they're meeting for the first time and you get one character's point of view of how it went. And then you get to retell it if you want to from the other character's point of view. And it may have gone totally differently. It's super fun to play with. So uh, even though I've done both, I actually prefer third person. Um, and But I have liked the challenge of first person as well. It really caused me to uh, dig deep into a character, really develop a, a, a highly developed character that had lots to say about the world. And that's really the key. So could you mix them up? Could you have a first person point of view, like from, from a cop, like let's say, let's say your main character is a cop, right? Your protagonist is a cop and he's telling the story. Could you then jump to a third person point of view to tell the killer story or in, or, or first person in the killer's head? Like, could you do that? Mm -hmm. Or is that just completely violating all standards? Okay. Good question. Technically, yes. Cause you can do anything. Right. Um, you know, know the rules before you break them. Um, I have done it only, but let me tell you the reason. The reason is because I had a character who was in a coma and I needed to distinguish between when she was in the coma and when she was in real life. So in, in one situation, I had her in third person and another situation I had her in first person. It was very, it was a, uh, and, and I had written many books before I tried this, but <laughs> it, it, there was a particular reason to do it, right? I'm distinguishing between mm -hmm. worlds. The coma world was really weird. So it made sense that her mind would change between reality and, you know, whatever. Right. So it, it was fun. Um, but is that how it Yeah, I think that's right. Although right now that's not making sense because how could she be in both? That was a long time ago when I wrote that. I'll have to look that up. But you may, you understand the the reasoning yeah. behind it. There was a reason why mm -hmm. there was a third person and a first person. Um, the so I would say if you're you could do something like that at the point that you're skilled enough to understand how point of view works and how to use it and how to wield it as a writer and you feel very comfortable with it and you know what you're doing so that you know all the rules and point of view is one of the hardest things to grasp. Um, although I have a really easy way to teach it that it almost always clicks for people. And we'll talk about that. But um, it, once you know it, once you can wield it with authority, then you can play with it how you want. Okay. So what's the way then to remember? What's the way you teach it that is magical so that we cannot forget? Okay. I'm going to tuck my necklace in here because it's blinding me with my light. I don't know if it's blinding <laughs> anybody else, but it keeps like, I don't know. Mine will catch too. I see it's mine catching and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So one of the hard things for people to remember or how, how, the, how they learn point of view is that they will divulge something to the reader that the character couldn't possibly know for instance you've got a scene you've got a character they're talking with somebody and then as a writer you say um and as steve was about to come around the corner mm -hmm. uh, you know another character well how yeah. could you possibly know steve's getting ready to come around the corner it might be steve maybe steve's the only person in the in the house but you don't really know for sure 
Um, what you can divulge through the point of view of your character is only what you know for sure, not what you think might be there, not what you're guessing. You know, the car's getting ready to come over the hill. If you know, if you don't know, you can't say it. So one of the ways that I teach it is I have people think about it through a camera lens. So I have people put, you know, put your eye up to your camera lens and think about what you can see through that camera lens. Like for instance, if I look this way, I can see a wall, but I can't see beyond the wall. I can't, I don't know what's on the other side. Now, if somebody's doing dishes, I can guess it's my husband, but I, it's only a guess. I don't know for sure, mm -hmm. you know? And so using this little scope here to look through your character's world, what do they see? You can do it in your mind's eye, you know? What does my character see right now that I know for sure? The other thing is, the other mistake that's made is reading another character's thoughts. You can't know what they're thinking. You can only guess what they're thinking by the expression on their face, but it's just a guess. So learning those techniques, and, and it's funny how, like the more that I wrote under publishers, the more things that would be caught. I learned pretty quick. After about three books, I finally learned all of all, all, all of the rules because I would get that big red circle POV mistake. Dang it. You know, and then you start really challenging yourself. I'm not going to have a single point of view mistake in my manuscript because it's, it's just, you know, point of view mistakes sort of point out what level of writing you're at, right? Like writers who've been writing for years never make a point of view mistake. They just don't because they know only what their reader can their character can see, hear, taste, think. Um, and once you get it, though, I promise you, you'll get it. It takes practice. But once you start seeing those little things, you know, like, for instance, if Joe's looking at Steve and Joe says, you know, Steve's got that piece of paper in his back pocket, you'll get a circle. You don't know what Steve has in his back pocket unless you reach back there. So, those little things will start to click with you. The more that you get edited, the more you practice point of view. Eventually, you'll never make a point of view mistake again. Very good. So just real quick then, before we finish up, are there other points of view? Like first and third, is there one in between the second point of view? And, and are there any others? That no. Are there, no? <laughs> there Not is. really, huh? <laughs> there is. There's a second point of view. There's omniscient seems like there's one more um not used really in modern fiction especially in popular fiction um maybe you know in some in literary fiction somebody might try omniscient of course of course the classics are often written in omniscient that was popular back then um second person is you walked into the room you turn the corner, you're, you know, it's actually, it's kind of engaging. I wrote a second uh, or a short story like that once. I didn't really love it. Um, but, you know, it's good to know them, but almost mm -hmm. all popular fiction is written in first or third. Yeah. The second point of view, that sounds like something you might do in a children's book as a fun kind of, you know, like a choose your own adventure. You're choose doing your this, adventure. you're doing that, right? Yep. Those are all written in second point of view. And then 
There also is, and I don't read a lot of fantasy, so I'm kind of the, I don't, I don't know if I'm talking with any authority here, but there is also the narrator in third person. And so if you start in a shallow point of view with a narrator sort of establishing the world and everything and sort of sink into then a third person, it can be done. I've gotten, I tried it. I got flagged for it. The editors didn't like it, but I've seen it done. Um, and you know, it, it can work. It, the, the question at the end of the day is, are you confusing your reader, you know? Um, and like it or not, readers are guided by the point of view of the character. So if you're doing something that confuses the reader, um, then you've got to backtrack and make sure you don't do that. So. Very good. good. Well, we always like it when we have novelist and screenwriter and our good friend, Renee, John, <laughs> Gina, well, you want to go ahead and wrap us up today? Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Writing Momentum podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. You know, that really helps get the word out about this podcast. And if you can just share this podcast with even just one person or share it on your social media that you're enjoying it, uh, that would be really helpful for us. And Definitely be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And until next time, remember that we always, always, always together have writing momentum. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey writer, do you struggle with finding time to write? Well, you're not alone. In fact, time is the number one challenge that most writers face when it comes to getting their books finished. That's why we've created Writing Moments, weekly sessions you can schedule on your calendar to write online with me, Gina, award-winning author and screenwriter Renee Gutteridge, and other writers who have similar goals as you. Each week, we're meeting for a short writing training, Q&A, and then 45 minutes of uninterrupted writing time together, where we'll keep each other accountable to get our stuff done. If you'd like to find out how you can join us for some upcoming writing moments, just visit writingmomentum.com slash writing moments. We'd love to have you there. That's writingmomentum.com slash writing moments.